So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between, the world of online dating. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Erica. Welcome to So We Met Online. If you would like to learn more about the show, visit us online at sowemetonline.com and join us throughout social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at So We Met Online. So we met online. You know what? We actually did meet online. That's actually what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, we met on Craigslist. Yeah, it, not a dating site. We met not on a Craigslist. Dating site. Yeah. yeah, but not for dating. Right, not even for dating, but we met online. So I had had on my to-do list for like two years, do podcast. I didn't even know what that meant or entailed, but it was just something I had always wanted to do. And I had a Google alert set for anything online dating related. I had no idea Google alerts pick up Craigslist ads, but I'm very grateful that they do because I saw this ad from, you know, some rando who was like, I have crazy dating stories. I want to start a podcast. I'm looking for a female co-host. And I'm like, well, eh, let's feel this out. Let's see what happens. Yeah, we we got on a call to talk through it. And I think initially I was like, well, I've heard a lot of people's crazy dating stories. I don't believe anybody has crazy dating stories, but okay, let's let's hear this out. And, And we got on the call. And I think we hit it off immediately. There was clearly a good rapport. There was clearly an understanding of what we were both thinking and and what we were both struggling with and going through. And then to top it off, you know, you have a business for (laughs) dating coaching. And I'm like, okay, this is great because I really wanted that male and female perspective. And to be able to really dissect some of these stories over the last you know, several years and look at it from multiple angles, I think really was the key to this whole show. It really was. I remember exactly where I was standing when we were on that first call. I was in my old apartment in my bedroom, probably in gym clothes like I generally am. And I was smiling the whole time because I was thinking this guy and I have good rapport. I think we could we can make a really good product. And you have a really nice speaking voice. And it gave me the push I needed to actually do the thing on my to-do list, do podcasts. Right. Yeah. And I just had so many stories. I remember talking with several friends over the years and every single one of them said, you should write a book. You should write a book. You have so many great stories. You should write a book. And I just thought, you know, it's a good idea, but it's too much work to (laughs) sit there and write a book about all these crazy dating stories. And as I was thinking through them, I go, I should do a podcast. That could be a thing. Every episode, another crazy story. Speaking of crazy stories, I would say there's one story in our whole reign that really takes the cake. (laughs) Or a cupcake. In fact, (laughs) it takes the cupcake. Exactly. Let's listen. So we met online and the first date was fine. You know, we went out, we had a great dinner. She was really nice. And I thought, you know, this is somebody I could get to know. So I decided let's go out on a second date. Second date, same thing. It was a good date. You know, nothing special, but enough for me to say, let's go out again. 
The third date was when it all kind of went crazy. Okay. We got to the date. It was dinner. We were sitting around, talking, enjoying our food. And she says, so I was talking to my therapist about you today. After two dates? Yes. I don't know if you should be scared or flattered by that. <laughs> yeah. So I said, <laughs> well, that's interesting. What did you talk about? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, well, I asked my therapist when I should have sex with you. Hmm, okay. <laughs> yes. And I said, well, then what did your therapist say? And was it a male or a female therapist? It was a female therapist. I feel like that makes a difference. Yeah, female therapist. So the therapist said, well, you know, sex is very important in a relationship. It's something that you should probably figure out sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, that's that's decent advice. So what else? And my date said, well, that means we're going to go home and have sex tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. And I said, well, hold on a second. Do I get a say in this? Were you at least on a dessert course when she said this? (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) Check, please. Yeah. Yeah. So at some level, I was a little concerned about this. Like, there are at times what appears to be double standards, right? Sure. A woman asked me to have sex, and I'm just supposed to say, okay. And I didn't want to. I wasn't really that into her at this point in time. Sure. It, It was still three dates in. Okay. So I said... Well, you know, I'm, I don't think that's the best course of action for us right now at this stage. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh well, you don't get an option. And I said, you know, again, if this was the reverse conversation and I was telling you that, there would be a different definition for this. Yeah. Yeah. Which we don't need to go into. Exactly. So I then said, well, okay, I guess I'll go along with this. So I actually allowed her to follow me back to my place. We get back to my place. Mm-hmm. And she says, where's your bedroom? I point her down to where my bedroom is. And she goes and she says, you wait out here in the living room and I'm going to go into the bedroom. I go, okay, well, what are you going to do? Don't worry about it. I'll let you know. Uh-huh. About 30 minutes go Were by. Were you afraid that she was just going through your stuff? Maybe. Okay. I, I have no idea what she was doing. All right. But for 30 minutes, she was in my bedroom. <laughs> I had not heard from her. Okay. And so I say, are you okay? Is, is everything okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'll be right out. I was like, okay. So I continue to wait and she says, now... I'm ready. I'm like, okay, we're ready for what? (laughs) So I come down the hallway and she's starting to come out of my bedroom and walk down the hallway. She is literally Mm -hmm. dressed in full lingerie, Mm -hmm. high heels, Mm -hmm. with a cupcake in her hand (laughs) and a candle that's in the cupcake. And I'm thinking, what are we celebrating? (laughs) I don't know what we're celebrating, but it's comical to watch her literally walking down the hallway in heels on this carpet. Uh Uh-huh. To only then trip. Oh no! Oh no! Drop no, no. the cupcake. Wait, was the candle lit? Cupcake on the floor, candle lit, <gasps> carpet catches on fire. No! All hell breaks loose. <laughs> I run to go get some uh, water. She grabs toilet paper to try to put out the flames, which only makes the flame worse. Oh no! I grab the water, pour it out. Carpet is singed. She runs back into her bedroom, grabs everything she could possibly grab, runs out of the house, into her car, drives away. I never hear from her again. So I go back into my bedroom to look. She has rose petals, more cupcakes, candles, everything laid out. And this is from a woman on the third date. I don't even... You don't know what to say, right? I don't know what to say. (laughs) Exactly. It's stories like this which have brought us (laughs) together. I'm still processing over here. You think it was a therapist who told her to 
you know, just bring a dozen cupcakes. I mean, that, that'll that get him. Well, all I keep wondering is what did she go back to tell her therapist the next session? Wow, Chris. Yeah, that is the story that really started it all. I can't tell you how many times I've told that story and every single time people just look at me shocked, awed, <laughs> not I mean, inspired. Just, I mean, the part where she dropped it on the carpet, I just can't, it just, I mean, you can't get more perfect than that. No. Perfect in the most horrible way. Yeah, you couldn't yeah. write it. You know, if you were saying, let's write a movie about awful dates, <laughs> that would never come up. Or at least I don't think it would ever come up. But reflecting on it even now, re-listening to it now, and again, that date was easily nine years ago or so. It's still hilarious to me on so many levels. Like I said, I've told this story. Heck, remember the time that I came to visit and I told it as a stand-up comedy routine? <laughs> Yes. You know. Okay. So this is funny. So Chris came to visit. We used to do all of our podcasts in person until COVID. And I happened to be in a stand-up comedy show that night. And I asked the host, I said, can I, um, can I invite my podcast co-host? Can he do like a five minute story? And he, t- <laughs> and he told this story. You nailed it. You're like, all right, peace out. Mic drop going back to California now. Didn't practice it, didn't prepare, didn't anything. I, I was watching everybody else on that this evening and you could tell they had notes, they had practice, they had, you know, well <laughs> thought this all out. And I remember the guy saying, what are you going to do? And I go, I don't know, I'll make it up. <laughs> I remember you said that and then you killed it. It's because uh, the story is so ingrained in my subconscious. I mean, it's just one of these things that, like I said, I can't tell you how many times I've told it. And every single time somebody said, you need to write a book, do something. And thus the podcast was born. Thus the podcast. When we come back, I want to talk about other crazy dating stories that we've shared, that we haven't shared, that we've heard, just basically everything crazy we could talk about. Okay. Did you know So We Met Online is about to reach our 100th episode? Erica and I have had a blast sharing our incredible stories of dating woes and blissful love with all of you over the last few years. Sadly, this will be our last few episodes. But believe me, you don't want to miss them. Join us on our countdown to 100 as we relive some of the most mind-blowing dates and of course, we save the biggest story for last. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and thank you all for listening to So We Met Online. We've shared some great stories. We've shared some terrible stories and we've shared some crazy stories. Of course, we we had some of our favorite guests in seasons two and three. I want to reshare one from our friend Tony, who, poor Tony, (laughs) he's a lot more experienced now, but he had a tough time when he started dating again after his divorce. He got married really young and got divorced and he was still really young and he didn't know what to do. Let's play. So we met in real life. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Uh, this is a few years ago. Okay. I was very recently divorced, uh, okay. like a few months divorced, and I actually had never been on a date before then. So you got married really young. Very young. Did not date before getting. You? I was twenty-one. She was wow. nineteen. Wow. Yes, and uh, we had grown up together. It's like my grandparents. It's it was a <laughs> it was a story that ended. Uh, we don't have to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. I derailed you already. It's okay. Well, so I had never gone out before because just uh, I'd grown up with the person who I'd gotten married to and we were in a environment where we didn't date. So I was then, you know, rewind to about two and a half years ago. I was out in the world for the first time and I'd asked a few girls out and uh, crashed and burned the first time or two. There's a lot that I had to learn. Sure. At the ripe age of 28 in the world for the first time. Goodness gracious. <laughs> uh, and I met this girl at the grocery store at a Harris Teeter. She worked there. Was she the checkout counter person? She was the checkout counter person. Oh, this makes me so happy. She was. She was blonde, a little younger than me. It's like in a movie. We had this little banter every time that I went in. What did uh, you talk about? The rotisserie chicken? I, I don't remember. <laughs> Check out kind of person, and the first time, I think I saw her once or twice before I started talking to her, and then I think I just said something very small talky, and then over the course of the next month or so, we, this conversation was kind of an ongoing conversation. How many times a month do you go to the supermarket? I bought her a flower about a month <gasps> and a half in. Wait, 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 wait. In the grocery store. In the grocery store. I was going to the checkout. I'd said hi to her a few times, this sort of ongoing conversation. And I got a single rose, like $3, and was, you know, she was checking the things out. And she saw it and smiled and sort of said, who is this for? And I said, it's for you. Oh, my gosh. That is the cutest thing ever. Wait. Just wait for it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Okay. We exchanged numbers. That was, a, you know, when I was very excited, of course. This is probably the, would have been the second or third person I would have ever even gotten a number from at the age of 28. So we texted a little bit and made plans to go out. And I asked her where she wanted to go. And mm-hmm. she wanted to go to a restaurant that was fairly close to where we both lived. Okay. So I went and picked her up. It was very, I felt like I was in a, like a TV show that I grew up watching because this is a thing I'd never done before. Well, the whole thing so far sounds like a TV show. It was, it was, it was idyllic. It's a to, good meet you. It, it, it started very well. Oh, gosh. Uh, pick her up and we're talking and she looked very, she was very pretty and I told her she looked great. And mm-hmm. uh, we got to the restaurant and started, uh, we got a drink. I think, uh-huh. she, I think she got a um, martini extra dirty and it became a joke about how filthy her martinis were. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a good filthy. sexual banter. That was the idea I and like it was that. going well. Uh-huh. Um, and even the conversation was kind of flirting around the edges of, of that topic which I felt was a good start. Being was, dirty? Uh, yeah, it was a little suggestive. Okay. It was conversational. No, it, but, it, you know. it sounds like you were hitting it off so yeah, far. Yeah, typical first date small talk with a little bit of flirtation, and it was oh, going very well. means you were attracted to each other. Well, so uh, we're at the bar. She just wanted to get drinks, which was, I think seemed to me like a good first date mm-hmm. uh, idea. And we're at the bar. <laughs> was she of age? She was, yes. She was, <laughs> so I think she was 24 or 25, so just a few yeah, years younger than me. Sure. She was, by the way, so she was Russian. Okay. Uh, and well, why I, didn't you slow her down? Mm, I see I'm what you sorry. did there. I, I see what I'm you sorry, did there. I can't you can't hide. resist. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, it's funny you say that because slowing her down from the drinking would have been a good idea. Oh, boy. So we're sitting down and we've had probably two or three drinks by this point. And mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of just assumed at that point, again, having been on at this point my third or fourth date of all time, that uh, she, like any BDLs or like me, would know their limits. And I'm still not, maybe she did. I'm not sure. But by the third or fourth drink. That's a lot of drinks. I was fine, and even yeah, now, but I know. 
different. It's totally different. I I didn't know well enough to know. First of all, it's just in hindsight. So she was a grown up and should have known when to stop. But also, I was her date, and maybe I could have been more mindful of the fact that this is not the way I want the date to end. That I want to be sloshed with her. Right. At the bar. Do you think she was trying to keep up with you? I do actually. Yeah. Um, it, it, yes, I do. Uh, so there's an older gentleman sitting kind of catty corner to us. There's maybe one empty bar stool between us. So we know how old you were in the story. You were 30? I was 28. She was, I think, 25. So he what's, was 52. Okay. And he told us how old he was. So he starts talking to us. So and he, he just says, hello, my name's Dave. I'm and I'm 52. 52. Uh, kind of. Yeah. I mean, he okay. kind of eased into it. But mm-hmm. uh, I think at some point ages came up and he okay. made an observation that he had a daughter the same age as her. And then I think I somebody asked or it came up how old he was and he told us. I think and I think it was fifty two. He started talking about his job, something in sports memorabilia, I'm not entirely sure. But then he starts pulling out these lines on her. And I thought it was funny. It was like right out of the game, just negging like her. Pick up lines? Pick up lines, kind of negging her. Then it was this very direct for comments. any listeners who don't know what negging is, can you explain that for a sec? It's this very um, middle school technique for giving somebody a compliment that could be interpreted as a compliment, but could also be interpreted as something not nice. The idea being it makes an insecure person wonder if you're being nice or being mean, and then they sort of want, if it works, they want to fight to figure out what you meant by that, and then you get their attention. So don't do that. It's a bad idea. It's yeah. a terrible idea. It's as, very as adults, juvenile. Yeah, exactly. It's the equivalent of pushing someone on the playground. Mm-hmm. That's exactly as, what it as is. As adults, we're not getting younger. If you like someone, tell someone you like them. And if you don't... <laughs> you would think. You would yeah, think. I'm, I'm just saying... <laughs> I like the way that you think, Aragon. So <laughs> Straightforward. This was working on her a little bit, it seemed. I was surprised, but mm-hmm. I didn't mind. Because, again, he was twice her age, and it was just the first date. Do you date. remember anything specific that he said? <laughs> like, uh, things that... Uh, yeah. Uh, I what re- came out of his mouth? What I remember... So, I, the thing that sticks out the most, sort of the turning point in this entire um, exchange, was when he said something to the effect of, uh, you have really great tits. Whoa! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did he know you were on a date? He did. It, that was not ambiguous. At least so I didn't think so. at this point, what did you do? So at this point, again, this is like my third date of all time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if this was normal. I Come just on. assumed, I assumed maybe this is just bar banter where clearly, and I, at that point, it was, you know, she and I were still sitting very closely to each other. I thought maybe she's humoring him. Maybe she's just, if, she even told me at one point, like, I feel bad for this guy. Like, he's alone. Well, how did she react? I mean, I'm so, I'm just picturing myself, if it were me, on a date with somebody and some older gentleman at the bar says, you have nice tits. I mean, I might spit in his face. That is because you are a very secure grown-up who knows their value. And I think that maybe she was just maybe a little more immature. Not even just because of the age, but just because I... I think the whole thing sounds nuts. Okay, keep going. Well, so again, I it's funny, so... I will skip ahead and then come back for a moment. I remember that I was asking somebody later, like, is this normal? Like, what would you have done in this situation? Oh, and they were like, no, that's not normal no. at all. So going back... Now you know that's not normal. Now I'm very okay. aware that that's not okay. It's not normal. And then she gets another drink at some point. And we're still talking. And she told me at this point, like, uh, you know, I just I feel sorry for this guy. So it's okay. She wants to talk to him, whatever. 
Uh, a few minutes later. Ooh, I'm sorry. So she said she feels sorry for the guy. For him. So because he's this older guy so alone at a bar. Go talk to him? She asked. Well, we were as close. He was as close to us as I am to you, three feet away. Okay. Just this sort of one empty seat away from us. Uh, and he was alone. So mm-hmm. it kind of became. And there was nobody else around us. We were at a corner of the bar. So it was the three of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, the three of us kind of became a three person conversation. Uh, and I think I was trying to keep my cool because I, I was so insecure about, you know, what is. What what am I like on a date? I didn't know what was, right. I didn't want to make a mistake. Uh, I certainly didn't want to do something that would be really uncool and end the date badly with somebody thinking oh, this guy doesn't know what he's doing or whatever. So I think we're on probably the fourth filthy, filthy martini at this point. <laughs> and uh, I think I, I looked over at the TV at uh-huh. one moment, and I looked back and they were making out directly in front of me. What? She was making out? She was, and it was, it was sloppy. It was not even remotely tasteful. Was it dirty? It was dirty. It was filthy. Filthy. Extra olive. Extra Uh, filthy. Yeah. That, I don't, hmm. There are so many things. So many questions. So many questions. So I'm at this point a uh, combination of many conflicting emotions. Still short, at this point I'm getting the first feeling like this is really not going well. I feel terrible. (laughs) You both have. The girl arose and everything. The whole thing. You That's, took her out. Uh, yes. And I thought this was so idyllic. You know what I'm like, going to ask at the end. Uh, I don't, but I'm looking forward to it. If you paid it. for the drink. I, <laughs> please tell me no. Uh, I did pay for oh, drinks. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> so, such, so such a gentleman. She, okay. she, this happens. Yes. And I just try to keep it together at this point to not have any visible reaction at all. And at this point, she was very drunk. Uh, I was a little drunk. She was very drunk. So... She starts, um, at one point she goes outside and then comes back in. And it starts to get to a point where the bartenders are looking at me like, you got to get her out of here. And I've, again, I've talked to people about that, certainly when after this happened. And they were, they, I was told that you should have left her there, get her a cab or whatever. But like, I end up taking her home. Mm-hmm. I get her in my car, um, getting her t- driving uh, towards the direction of Did both of our homes. Did you say anything to her? Homes. At this point, no. She uh, says to me in the car, she does this sort of lip smacking thing like her, ma- like her mouth is dry and says, do you have any water at your place? <gasps> what? So now she's trying to invite herself in? To my house? No, I understand. Yes. And I said, yeah, but we're not going there. And she was so angry. I was like, I'm taking you home. And I'm she, hoping the anger was out of drunkenness. drunkenness. And also, because I think, I don't still don't know what she was thinking other than maybe in some very strange way she thought this was an, an attractive thing to do. Maybe she thought... I would be I would be so desperate for her affirmation that I would want to. Uh, so she was trying to neg you. I guess maybe a lot of negging happening this night apparently. But so I start driving her home and she gets really angry at me. She says, "I can't believe you're doing this." And I just told her I said her name and I said, "You're really drunk." And I think that tomorrow when you wake up in your own bed, <laughs> you'll and you know having not spent the night with a stranger or even me, that you'll be really glad that's the way that you woke up and not the alternative. So I got her home. That's and very mature. Dropped her off, and that was the end. And yes, I did buy her drinks. I did go back to the bar, though, and the guy was still there. Wait, what do you mean you went back to the bar? I went back to the bar. That that night? We had just left. Yes. Yeah, so I was really worked up at this point. And I went back to the bar. I don't even know why, other than I think I was hoping he would be there so I could confront him. I'm not even going to reprimand you for drinking and driving right now, but don't do that again. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was funny not drunk to drive, but nonetheless noted. Thank he you. was there when I got there. Uh-oh. And I approached him immediately. And oh, I so hope you punched him. I, in hindsight, I should have. What I did instead is I said, hey, guy, whatever his name was, 
was very like chest puffed out kind of a thing and said to him, uh, what just happened? Uh, why did you do that, basically? Mm-hmm. And at this point, he realizes that he is not in a good side of this equation. Right. Uh, so he starts backpedaling quickly and saying, hey, man, I don't want any trouble. Like, I'm just going to walk home. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, I'm not I'm not going to do anything. I just want to know. Like, what? I, it's, I, at this point, I was being honest with him. Too honest. Way okay. too honest. I was too um, open to him, to him knowing things about me. I said, hey... Uh, I just I'm telling you this as like a guy that I don't haven't been on very many dates. This is very confusing to me. Why did this happen? And he was very evasive and ended up leaving. Uh, at one point, he was very he was a little scared, which is a little a little nice, a little bit in hindsight. But also like he didn't get me anywhere. Uh, so he leaves, and this is the point that I'm at the bar, and I'd said this to the bartender and somebody else who was there. I said, "Yeah, so not to be overly personal, but I you know this is like the third date I've ever been on in my life. Mm-hmm. If that had happened to you on a date." I mean, is, it, is that okay? Well, I'm sorry, the bartender was male or female? Female bartender, and also there was a woman that I was not talking to who immediately, when I asked so this question... you're asking a woman what she would have done. Or rather, what should I have done? Oh. And uh, she doesn't even answer. Before she can answer, there's this woman sitting on the other side of the bar who immediately says, uh, I think I said, like, was that okay? And she said, no, not at all. Like, immediately starts, like, trying to help me out. Like, no, 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 you should have left. And so there's another story that I won't tell, but... Um, She's, she, I still had to go grocery shopping, and oh, she still worked no. there. <laughs> so Why did I, you just avoid her lane? I, I didn't care. Like, to me, and I ended up, she was embarrassed when she saw me, but I ended up, like, saying hi to her. Well, I am glad she had some remorse. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, but now she's saved in my phone as sloppy first name, so that... If I have, you know. So that if she ever tries to... She's tried to text me several times since then. Let's just call her Joanna. Sloppy, sloppy Joanna. Joanna. So that if I ever get a text from a person that is her number, I know it's her, and I don't have to respond. And that is the worst date I've ever been on in my life. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm just thinking through the stories I've told over the years and a few stand out to me. The one where the guy made fun of my accent, where we were the only people at the bar. Don't ask me why. And then he complained to me, why did you pick a place where there is nobody else? Like, I don't make the rules of who shows up at a bar. And then he started making fun of my accent. He did it like a first grader. Like if I said something, he would just repeat it. It was awful. But what am I? I know exactly. <laughs> and finally, when I told him what I do for a living, I'm a dating coach. He just, you know, people have different reactions to what I do. A positive reaction is, wow, you've been running a business for almost 10 years. That's amazing. A bad reaction is when they make it all about themselves. Like, you're going to write about me. You're going to talk about me. And the ironic part is the ones who don't want me to are so ridiculous that I always talk about them. <laughs> It got so bad that I I threw some money down and I left and I went food shopping. And I remember I got a text while I was food shopping and he was like, I wasn't done asking you questions. (laughs) Okay. That was one of my more memorable ones. Yeah. I mean, I think one of my most memorable ones is, and and we already covered it a couple of podcasts ago, was opening the door to a woman standing there naked. Like who opens the door naked? You know, I got texts from male friends being like, why does that never happen to me? Uh, I know. My shortest date ever was the one where he pushed back the time. I got there about two minutes after the new proposed time. He had already sat down with a drink and said, oh, what would you like? And I answered and he was like, okay. 
<laughs> but he didn't make a move or anything. I mean, I thought he was asking me, so he was going to order it because you had to go up to the bar to order. And he just sat there. And I was like, oh, um, I, I thought you were going to go order it. Like, I thought that's why he was asking. And he goes, does everybody pay for you on first dates? <laughs> and I said, well, who's talking about payment? First of all, I thought you were asking because you were going to go up to the bar to order it. I said, but since you're asking, yeah, most people do. And he goes, oh, oh, something. He starts hemming and hawing. And we decided within the first two minutes that it was not a match. And I walked out. And I have to say, I'm glad. Another one that just popped into my mind when you're thinking about those types of typical gender roles, you know, mm. where it's like you have to pay and you're responsible, you know, whatever. I, I went on a date. I don't know if you remember this, where I got to the date. I get out of the car. And she's, she wants to drive my car. Oh yeah. She I do remember that. Take, she's like, I don't trust you. I think you're going to carry me off into the woods and have your way with me. <laughs> and so I'm going to drive your car. So I let her drive my car. We get to where we're going, a restaurant. She stays in the driver's seat and she waits for me to come around to the driver's seat to let her out, to open the car door for her. And let her out. And I. So she wants everything. Oh my gosh. It was one of those. Uh, what am I? I'm in the twilight zone. I will say it was very helpful. So in the last relationship I was in, I do like all those chivalrous things. I do like somebody to open the car door for me. Generally not when I'm driving uh, and doors and all that good stuff. He actually asked me at the beginning, do you like this like do you like the door open for you do you like when i pay for things and i said yes of course who wouldn't and he said my last girlfriend didn't and we talked about that and we talked about how you know nobody's a mind reader so i get a lot of complaints from clients about somebody not doing something and i'll push back on them and say well this person doesn't know you want that unless you explicitly say I love when you do this, or can you please do this? Or, you know, I'm looking for this. Then that person doesn't know. And if you reward their actions, if they text you all the time, but you want phone calls, but you still answer every text and never mention that you want a phone call, that's what you get. One of the things that I've struggled with along those lines is when somebody expects me to pick the restaurant, we'll say. Mm -hmm. And my challenge is, is I love all food. So what I tend to do is say, what would you like to eat tonight? Where would you like to go tonight? Is there a restaurant that you would like to pick? And Subway. We'll come back to Subway in just a second. I don't mind. <laughs> I don't care what we eat tonight. And I'm trying to be polite and generous and you pick and that's fine. And I'm happy to pay or whatever, but you pick where we go. And I've had a lot of women push back on me and say, why don't you just make a decision? Mm -hmm. Well, I get into this position where, well, you know, I, I might say subway and then all of a sudden, no, that's not appropriate. Well, you asked me to pick. So if you want the opinion, if you want something specific, then speak up. But there's a lot of women out there who indirectly, if it's not opening the doors and paying for something, it's you take charge, make the decision, go, you know, take us somewhere. And I just struggle with that sometimes. 
If you let the other person decide, you can either ask to change it, but don't complain about it. I mean, I get on my friend Scott's case about that too. And that's obviously not it. It's not, I guess not, obviously it's not a dating situation, but he always lets me pick. And that's good because I like to pick everybody wins, but then he complains. I love you, Scott. He's my best friend, but I mean, we're still talking about this restaurant. I chose in New York, probably five years ago. It was terrible. I don't make the food. So if you, if you want to choose, you choose. Which brings us to probably the funniest episode we've ever had. And the one that we still laugh at today, and you just mentioned it, Subway. I think we need to replay that episode, just that clip real quick. I actually was seeing this woman and we were together for a few months. So we were pretty settled into our routine. And one evening she said, you know, why don't you come over? Let's hang out. And I said, okay, that sounds great. How about if I pick up some Subway and bring it over for us to... How romantic. Yeah, you know. And she literally said... Did you at least get the foot long? <laughs> she did. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but I'm ching. So... <laughs> oh, I want to high five you, but I can't reach. Okay. So she... <laughs> <laughs> So she actually said in that very moment, how dare you offer me Subway? She said, I do not have Subway for meals. I don't know what to say about that because I wouldn't want Subway for dinner either. Now, would I be rude about it? No, but... Are, is Subway ever appropriate for any situation? Um, a lunch during the work hours. Okay. Yes. I met a woman online. I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about this. Yeah, one. you're going to think about Subway. I'm thinking about you carrying the sandwiches in their little <laughs> clear plastic bag. Like, you shouldn't be able to swing around your dinner sandwiches. <laughs> I just feel like that's a rule. Like, if, if you can swing... If you can, if you can swing your meal, <laughs> it's not appropriate. Not for dinner. Okay, okay, there's the rules. If you can swing your food... If you can, if you can twirl your sandwich, it's not dinner. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was one of the better ones. So funny. So funny. Chris, it's sort of with a heavy heart that next week, episode 100, will be our last official episode of So We Met Online. Yes, it's been an incredible journey. It's been a blast. I've enjoyed every moment of it. And I'm glad that we've had a chance to share all of these incredible, crazy stories with everybody. Me too. On that note, we can't wait to, well, we're not going to hear you. You're going to hear us next week. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.